Welcome to Science Unlocked, the podcast that unlocks the secrets of the world around us. Join us as we dive deep into the fascinating world of science. Welcome back to Science Unlocked. My name is Becca. I am the host. And with me, I have Jessica Googe. Jessica, some people may know you from TikTok. You are a little famous on our uh, TikTok profile. But for those who don't know you, I will let you introduce yourself. Uh, so my name is Jessica Googe. I am our Education Events and Collections Manager. That's cool. So. You are over non, the non-living collection, right? Yes, so I take care of all of our accession, which means that we've taken it into our permanent collection, items uh, that are considered non-living. So I like to joke that if it's breathing, it should not be in my office. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, you have a lot of rocks, too. I do. I have a lot of gems and minerals. I have a lot of rocks. I have a lot of fossils. Um, we have some crazy items from uh, past exhibits that we just still have. So it is a, an adventure every day in my office. Some of those you really want to make it on TikTok. And that's because they're awesome. The bag of teeth will not be on TikTok. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, the GSC is celebrating its 66th anniversary this year. Um, can you give a very brief history of the GSC? We have a very long history, but I... We do. Um, so we actually were founded by the Junior League of Greensboro, and our opening, official opening day was October 5th, 1957. Uh, so that is when it was open to the public, but the original Greensboro Junior Museum, as we were called, was catered more towards school groups. They did okay. have open hours for the public, but the goal was to get fifth through eighth graders in the door to talk about natural history. Uh, and so that's where we started. And then we've grown quite a bit yeah, over that time. <laughs> uh, so in the mid 70s, when we added our first expansion, that was the planetarium. And then in the mid 80s, we added the pendulum area that folks are uh, used to seeing with our giant pendulum yeah. being installed in 89. <laughs> uh, in the 90s, we finished the lower level. In 2013, we added the aquarium. Oh, I missed in 2008, we actually added the very first uh, expansion into a, a zoo, yeah, that, that upper, upper plaza that you walk out on to. And then in 2013 was the aquarium, and a few few years later was an expansion, and then more zoo in 2021. Yeah, so <laughs> then we're here, right? Yes. Which is looking to the future, but we only looked to the past with you. So That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what's really interesting, and I love to point out to people whenever they're here, is that whenever they are in the Cyplay Bay area, so the little kid area, that is the original yes. GSC. Yeah, uh, that and is the OG building. So my the easiest way to see it is actually to look up when you're in that space, because those rafters are still the original architecture. Uh, and when you actually enter into that space, the cobblestone that you walk over, if people even notice they walk over it. I know with carts, it's really loud, yeah, so I always loud. notice. <laughs> yeah. um, that's actually the original cobblestone that was outside of the building. So we've obviously enclosed the building since then, but that whole children's play area plus the office space behind it is all of the original building. That's so cool. And you know, what's really interesting is you're literally walking over history as you yes. walk into it. So I'm working on a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love to point that out to people. I think it's so interesting. Um, you know, and how has the role of the GSC evolved in the community and what you know, what's the impact that it's had? You know, you talked about for, you know, originally that it was for school groups and obviously we have school groups here now, but we have everybody as well, so. Yeah, so like I said, the Junior Museum started um, as a junior museum. And what I actually recently learned is that it was really cool in the 50s and 60s, junior museums were specifically built for children. Oh, cool. The idea was to get kids involved. So the exhibits were built at their level. There was very few instances of no touching. It was designed to get them 
literally hands-on with the natural history around them. Yeah. So at the time that we opened in 57, there were 54, I think, ish around the country that were also this specific type of museum. Wow, that's so... So we've always kind of had our eye on bringing the, the future, the children, if you will, yeah. um, into teaching more. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we started. And then obviously we've, we've just expanded from there. So it's not just for kids, which is a really cool thing. I know when I first moved here, I came here by myself. No yeah, children I did too. in tow. I did too. <laughs> and it was awesome. Uh, I loved our dinosaur exhibit. Like it was a lot of fun. So the fact that I literally walk around every day and I see not only families, I see multi-generational families. I see school groups. I see people on dates. And it's really cute when you can tell it's their first date. Yeah. yeah uh, it is. You see them everybody comes here and it's such a cool like all-day destination with everything that we've added and you get just a little bit of everything there is literally something for everyone here yeah i think that's what's so great about the science center is that it's not just for kids it's not just for families it's not just for school groups it's for literally everybody mm -hmm. um, and whether you are a greensboro resident a north carolina resident if you're visiting from out of state out of country i mean mm -hmm. you're gonna love it yes so, i'm I might be a little biased but <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I love this place. Um, so can you, you know, so being the collections manager, um, can you describe the, you know, some of the responsibilities that you have and, you know, those duties mm -hmm. as the collections manager? Uh, no day is the same, which is just, <laughs> honestly, it's the best because then I don't get bored in my job. So for instance, today I'm in the middle of a meeting and I get a walkie call that a guy is donating a Megalodon tooth. Oh. I couldn't go up and get it. This is actually our shark tooth guy. He's very kind. He's awesome. He brings us, we're up to six now that we use They're in our education huge. collection. Yes, this one is, I'll have to show you too. It's really cool. I'm so excited. Um, but he, like that's just one random thing that happens. And then I get to go into my office later and catalog it and add it to our education collection. Cause we also have that in addition to our permanent collection. They are two separate things. What's the one is for teaching. Okay. So the education collection is specifically for teaching purposes. It is what we use in our programs, our science in the spots, our outreaches, um, our generic programming that we do kind of around the facility for kids to actually touch. Yeah. So we have megalodon teeth that they can hold. And I know in my hand, it looks ginormous. Can you imagine? And it's I know, my, my tiny hands. Yes. <laughs> Huge. Um, so that is one of the cool things is having that opportunity to have both a teaching collection and then an exhibit collection, which was what our permanent collection is. Um, so that's later today that I get to do that. Oh, well, but then we're... <laughs> Same. <laughs> We're also going through reaccreditation in the next year, so I also do a lot of book reading and writing and updating and taxidermy prep and uh, dusting, and it's and no day is the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you bring up reaccreditation, so something that's really unique to the Science Center is that not only are we accredited by the AZA, but we're also uh, duly accredited with AAM. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a reaccreditation year for both. Uh, technically one after the other. Okay. So 2024 is uh, our AZA reaccreditation. And then literally six months later in that spring of 2025 is wow. AAM reaccreditation. So uh, luckily all of the, I shouldn't say all, most of the information I need will already be put together. Yeah, yeah for the AZA. So yes. yeah, and for we are, folks who don't know, that's 
the Association yes. of Zoos and Aquariums, so that's going to be um, obviously all of our animals and whatnot. And then uh, I'll let you talk about the AAM accreditation. AAM is the American Alliance of Museums. Uh, so, and we, it's really cool. We were actually a museum before we were anything yeah. else. So we got our accreditation uh, through AAM in 1985, which was a huge deal. Yeah, I actually still have the original um, application that we had submitted. That's awesome. In a big old binder in my <laughs> office. Um, so that is something that we work for. We have been working on since 1985 so we're just hopefully I do it right and we get it again I this will. year <laughs> um, but it'll be it'll, it's it's neat because we're only one of 14 yeah. in the entire country that are duly accredited like this so it's kind of like a little chip on our shoulder that we we do our best to do it all yeah I think we do a great job of it too fair so um, you know what educational background and experience is typically required I know that you have an internship for your collections mm -hmm. um, so what, how, how do I become a collections manager? Uh, great question. <laughs> uh, to be totally honest, I fell into this, uh, but I did go to school for it as yeah. well. So I actually have an undergraduate degree in history and then a graduate degree in museum studies. Okay. So I specifically went to school to work in a museum and I just happened to be working in a museum that is also a zoo and an aquarium. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, but I went through a lot of school. I went through internships. We offer an internship program through collections where you can learn anything and everything since I am a one-man show. Yeah. You get to see it all. Uh, so we do spring and fall, little plug. Uh, for anybody that is interested, they are available on our website to learn more information. GreensboroScience.org. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cool though because you you your intern did the um, yeah the windows downstairs. Yep. So we are slowly but surely trying to bring our massive collection of gems and minerals back out into the public. Everybody I know that people them. miss them. Yeah. And I am desperately trying. Uh, but we do have a, currently in the down in the lower level of the GSC, right outside of my office, are some windows that we turn into exhibits. They're awesome. Uh, and if they you seen them. they look really cool. Yeah, they do. To toot my intern's horn, um, she worked really hard to create the content for those and then she and I worked together to determine of the large amounts of gem and minerals that we have, which ones would tell that story best. Yeah. And then we worked closely with our creative services team to do the design for the graphics. So everything that you see in there is all done in-house. Uh, we worked really hard to do it and we encourage people to go downstairs and check it out. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I love walking by it whenever I'm going to your office. So I always stop and look, even though I, I did help put some of that stuff out there. <laughs> um, so how do you, you know, you talked about, you know, the nice gentleman who brings the Megalodon teeth. So how do you acquire and manage the diverse collection that we have here at the Science Center? And, you know, how do these collections contribute to our overall mission? Mm -hmm. uh, so acquiring and managing are very different because yeah. we're not actively collecting. We have nearly 10,000 objects in our, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of objects that I am currently working on inventorying individually. Um, so we're not actively um, collecting right now, but if people bring us things that support our mission, both our GSC mission and our collecting mission, then I have to sit through and figure out like what is this a gap that we're missing? Is, yeah. Will this tell a story that relates to the Science Center? So the, sh the shark teeth, obviously those tell a great story. We are an aquarium as well. Uh, but we also, the only other collection that I've taken in was um, some space uh, items that was donated by a volunteer who I know has been on the podcast yes, before. Keith. 10 out of 10, Keith on that <laughs> one. Um, but he had an amazing array of items that we told a really cool story for about the history of space travel yeah. and, the, and the Hubble program specifically. So we actually don't have a very robust um, space object 
presence in our collection. So I thought this is a great opportunity to fill that gap yeah. because we are a science museum. So that is science that we could be telling. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was actually probably my favorite. But I do love the gems and minerals that are downstairs, it especially was, because I, you know, on social media, I get a lot of people that are like, where are the gems and minerals? I, right now they're downstairs. You should definitely go look at them. They're yes. awesome. Yes. It's, it's incredible, the story that you guys have told down there. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Some of the things that folks um, come to the door and they've got objects in their pocket, I'm like, that's really cool. You should take that home. <laughs> uh, it's always worth a look just to see, you know, what folks have because you never know what somebody might walk in with. But... We have a lot of we have a lot of items. Yeah, um, I'm good for a minute. <laughs> if you have items that you're looking to donate, I recommend going to the libraries or the school yeah, system. Yeah, that's a great. That is idea. always my recommendation because they are looking for objects just as much as we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here is I feel like the most important question that I've asked you so far, um, and I really hope you don't say the bag of teeth. But uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say teeth because they're actually dentures. <laughs> Uh -huh. They are very interesting dentures because they're metal. Uh -huh. uh, however, what is your favorite? I have a favorite item, um, but what is your favorite item in our collection? So to explain, the bag of teeth is cool. Uh, we actually had a dental collection. We had a dental exhibit at one point. So they had a purpose. They're not just a random bag of teeth. Um, but they're really cool. They're not my favorite item. Uh, so my favorite item is actually our Mercury spacesuit. I call him Mercury Man. I love him. Um, he was actually on display as part of the space exhibit yeah, that we had downstairs. He had his moment in the sun, if you will. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he, he is actually, he is cool. He is a spacesuit, never left orbit. He was a training suit uh, that was actually used for the first manned missions in space, the Mercury missions. Yeah. Uh, so he was worn by those astronauts during training on Earth. He just never left orbit. So I love him and I just, I love that he got to be out for folks to see and to tell that story yeah. because he is too big to fit in most windows. Yeah, he is. He's he's very tall. He, but yet not. They yeah. were small in stature for a purpose. He is small, but he's tall, but small. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, you know, I think people really enjoyed I, the comments that I got on that exhibit were that people loved seeing him. Um, and you know, he's wildly popular on TikTok as well. As well he so, should be. Um, although I'll tell you, my favorite is the piece of rock candy from the 1970s. Uh, that's it's the bane of my existence. <laughs> that one is my favorite uh, because it's just the most random. It's not something that I think that we would ever have. Um, nope, we have more than one. I don't know that I've told you that. We have multiple separately accessioned pieces of man-made rock candy. You did not tell me that they were separate. Uh -huh. I thought there was only the one. No. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. The, it, the 70s were fun. Um, Full here of rock at the GSC, <laughs> and every time I find something from the 70s, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Mercury Man's from the 70s. He right? is, he so. is. Like I said, fun. It's exactly, exactly. All right, well, thank you so much for giving us the briefest of histories of the Science Center and helping us celebrate our 66th year. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about more things and more collections things. I've got more. Or maybe education events. I'm there too. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. No problem. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Science Unlocked. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about uh, the GSC and what we've done in the last 66 years. And cheers to another 66 years.